Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Next to Volo, Evangeline, Ptolemus, and the hissing Viper Queen, Davidson barely registers. He could blend into the walls if he wanted to. They won't see him coming. They won't see us coming. I take a shaky breath and swallow, forcing the next thought. And Cal won't either. Tiberius, I snap at myself. One fist clenches, digging nails into flesh with a satisfying sting. Call him Tiberius. The black walls of Corvium feel strangely silent and bare without the siege. I turn away from Davidson's retreating form to eye the parapets ringing the inner ward of the fortress city. The shiver-attacking snowstorm is long gone, the darkness lifted, and everything here seems smaller now, less imposing. Red soldiers used to be herded through this city, most on the march to inevitable death in a trench. Now reds patrol the walls, the streets, the gates. Reds sit alongside Silver Kings and speak of war. A few soldiers with crimson scarves walk back and forth, their eyes darting, well-used guns ready in hand. The Scarlet Guard will not be caught unawares, though they have little reason to be so on edge. For now, anyway. Maven's armies have retreated, and not even Volo Samos is bold enough to attempt an attack from the inside of Corvium. Not when he needs the Guard, needs Montfort, needs us. And especially not with Cal... Tiberius, you fool. And all his empty talk of equality. Like us, Volo needs him. Needs his name, needs his crown, and needs his damn head in that damn marriage to his damn daughter. My face burns hot, embarrassed by the plume of jealousy rising up inside me. Losing him should be the least of my worries. Losing him shouldn't hurt as much as the possibility of dying, of losing our war, of letting everything we've worked for be in vain but it does. All I can do is try to bear it. Why didn't I say yes? I walked away from his offer, from him. I was torn apart by another betrayal. Cal's betrayal, but also mine. I love you is a promise we both made, and we both broke. It should mean I choose you above all else. I want you more. I need you always. I cannot live without you. I will do anything to keep our lives from parting. But he wouldn't, and I won't. I am less than his crown, and he is less than my cause. And less, far less, than my fear of another cage. Consort, he said, offering me an impossible crown. He would make me a queen, if Evangeline could be pushed aside again. I already know what the world looks like from a king's right hand. I don't care to live that life again. Even though Cal is not Maven, the throne is still the same. It changes people, corrupts them. What a strange fate that would have been. Cal with his crown and his Samos queen and me. In spite of myself, a small part of me wishes I'd said yes. It would have been easy, a chance to let go, step back, win and enjoy a world I never could have dreamed of. Give my family the best life possible, keep us all safe, and stay with him, stand at Cal's side. A red girl with a silver king on her arm, with the power to change the world, 
to kill Maven, to sleep without nightmares and live without fear. I bite my lip sharply to drive away the want. It seduces, and I almost understand his choice. Even ripped apart, we suit each other. Farley shifts loudly, drawing my attention. She sighs as she puts her back to the alley wall, arms folded across her chest. Unlike Davidson, she hasn't bothered to change out of her bloody uniform. Hers isn't as disgusting as mine, free of mud and muck. There's silver blood on her, of course, now dried black. It's only been a few months since Clara was born, and she wears the lingering weight around her hips proudly. Whatever sympathy she had disappears, replaced by a rage sparking in her blue eyes. Not directed at me, though. She looks skyward, at the tower above us, where the strange council of silvers and reds now tries to decide our fates. That was him in there. She doesn't wait for me to ask who. Silver hair.